Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. I thought you was already recording because we was like talking a whole, you guys were talking like a whole, like 30 minutes of conversation. We kind of did, yeah. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. What up? What up? What up? (laughs) What's going on, man? Not much. Ant, Malik. We're going to start with the games from last week, recap the Super Wild Card weekend. Malik, I'm going to let you bask in that Detroit Lions glory a little bit more. How happy were you when they ran out that last 90 seconds? Um, Did you shed a tear? I'm relieved, man. No, I'm more relieved. I want to hear how happy he was. How fearful was you in the last two minutes? Because I know I had that feeling before, and I know wow. Ace had that feeling before in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. Oh. How fearful you was that the Lions might actually lose. You know what, Ant? The funny thing is, man, there was no fear. It, I wasn't what? afraid. No, I wasn't. Because here's the thing, man. Like, you and you've, you, I mean, you're a Jets fan. You know, Ace has been a Bears fan until recently. Um, Since 1996, <laughs> Ravens fan. Stop, stop, stop he's slander. Been, he's been solely a Bears fan since recently. But what is, like, as, 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 as a fan of a team, like, you know, unlike unlike fans of, like, the Cowboys or the 49ers or the Steelers or the Giants or whatever, like, like our teams have been, you know, it's rare, kind of, you know, floating around the, 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 the bottom of the barrel. Right. So like, you know, I'm, I'm accustomed to losing in heartbreaking ways. I'm accustomed to it. So it's not, it's, it's not, so it does, it's not fear. It's not so much as even expectation. It's more like I'm prepared for whatever is going to happen here. And my my feelings, my thoughts on everything was just going to be, was just like, look, if he beats us, he beats us. Like, there's nothing I can, like, obviously there's nothing I can do about it, right? I'm watching yeah. Matt Stafford. He's, 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 he's balling. He's, you know, he's doing his thing. And I'm just saying, like, look, if any of you guys got anything left in the tank, to just make a play, just go out there and make a play. So it wasn't really fear. It was just like, mm. I'm just banking on these guys. I'm banking on my guys and I'm expecting, I'm expecting them to do, to do look, they're going to, they're going to leave it all out on the field. And then end of the day, that's all I can ask, you know? I think so I, I respect it, you know? I but think no, we'll have to ask this question. I think I'm going to have to ask this question next week or the week after, if you guys make it past this week, because, um, because the thing is that you might not fear it right now, feel it right now, but, Mm-hmm. They, they, anybody who's a fan of a team that barely going there, like you said, like you're not if you're not a Cowboys fan, Giants fan, you know the, the you know the marquee names, the Patriots, you know of course you wasn't you know don't feel it all the time. The more deeper in the playoffs your team goes, the more you're like, oh, this is getting, this is getting real. This is getting yeah. real. And you know what it was, man. And I'll tell you this: like if we if we lose, even if we lose this week, if we lose this week, lose next week, whatever. I, I'm, I'm not going to feel, like I said, I feel, I love this team. You know what I mean? I love this team of players and I would feel bad for this group of players because it's the one thing about the NFL that's so different from the NBA, that's different from Major League Baseball to some degree is it really is, it really has become a one year sport in the yes. sense that that 53 is never going to be together again. That mm. team is changing. It yeah. Changed. You can win a super. You win a Super Bowl. They're not bringing everybody back. You know what I mean? Like so, the fact that like, like so, this group is you know I'm just pulling for them, pulling hard for them to 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 win. 
And if and when they wind up losing, if they don't wind up winning the whole thing, if and when they wind up losing, I'm just going to feel bad for those guys because I know that how hard they work and how and that this is they're not going to be able to run it back. You know what I mean? Like that's just not going to happen. You don't get that opportunity anymore in football that I don't feel bad for me because I'm going to be here next year. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be as my fandom. I'm going to be here next year. I will be there. I will be rooting this, rooting this group on. I'll be rooting on the Detroit lions, but some of those guys won't. And that's you, the thing that that's the thing that hurts me. Have you bought an Amon Ross St. Brown Jersey yet? Um, I haven't, but I did buy. So what I did buy, I did buy my, it's a lock. The, so that that shirt that you've been probably seeing Dan Campbell did see like when they when they got the when they yes. locked the NFC champion NFC South North, mm-hmm. they had a it's a lock shirt. I bought that shirt. Okay. And I did buy a. I told you I don't buy jerseys. I don't buy jerseys. Jerseys are too expensive. Number mm-hmm. one, and players don't stay long enough. So Real fans buy jerseys. Buy, Real fans buy. I did buy a shirt. I did buy a t shirt with um. I did buy a T-shirt with Panay Sewell's Panay Sewell on it because Panay Sewell is my guy. Love Panay Sewell. Okay. So I did buy a Panay Sewell shirt. So I will be wearing that this Sunday. Shout out to all the left Sunday. tackles out there. Well, I understand what you're talking right, about. He's a right Malik, tackle. I don't understand. I understand what you're talking about, Malik, because you've seen it this year with the Eagles. We'll talk about them later. They, they fall off or whatever from Grace from last year of the Super Bowl and stuff like that. I see what you mean by, you know, the players won't come back and stuff like that. But yeah, out of next week or the week after, I'm gonna to have to come back to you on that one because I know you remembered when I was at your house the week after the can't wait game. I'm over here all hype, like yeah, one more, one more week to go. Super Bowl, we we just fell down, you know, like we fell down like a heart, uh, like a deck of cards or whatever. But I was scared throughout that whole game. Talking about 2010 season. I think yeah, 2010, whatever. After the uh, Bart Scott talking about can't wait, it was all hype. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Then all of a sudden, I think we played Pittsburgh the next week or whatever like that. And Ben Roethlisberger just ran over, and that's just started the the Jets run of trying to get defensive ends for some strange reason. Because our slow ass defensive end back then couldn't get, <sighs> stop Ben Roethlisberger from running around and scoring, and you know just pushing it forward. If it wasn't for that, we would have been in the Super Bowl. It wasn't the DNs; it was your linebackers. No, it was the DNs. I'm telling you, it's the DNs. They could, what's the name? I forgot that dude's name, but he was he was great back then. But he was John Abraham, he was slow as hell. No, it was not John Abraham. He was on Atlanta oh. back then. It was it was a set of dude, but he was slow as hell. But anyway, but, I'm telling you, you're gonna feel it in two weeks. It's was, you know what yeah. I don't think it's not it's not about feeling it right. So I, this is my last my last face. No, I you know what I don't want to be. I don't want to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. Oh hell no! I don't want to. And, and what I mean and what I mean by that <laughs> is like that that like that being at that high, like we're gonna win every year. Mm-hmm. That type of feeling to get mm-hmm. knocked down every year. Like mm-hmm. I, I live, I live next door to. I live next door to a Dallas Cowboy fan, and he he was he came over to my house. Um, shout out to Steve if he's listening. He came over to my house on the the week that they played that we that we played them. Right, yeah. he came over there, and you know he's waving the towel, and they won the game, right? <laughs> so I'm 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 pissed because you know obviously we lost the game or whatever, but you know I'm pissed about you know the call and everything like that, and he's like ecstatic, waving the towel, talking about you know we, we're gonna win next week and it's all over and we got this and you know we're gonna win, we're gonna win, we're gonna win, and then Green Bay happens, right? And I texted him to like, like I legitimately texted him like, dude, are you okay? Like, are you okay? Because <laughs> you're the yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so being at that high, right? Yeah, I've never, I've never been there. 
what for a week oh it's glorious think about this think about this ace not it's not even just it's glorious like i'll get there if the if the lions win a super bowl i'll be there but have you but if they make the super if they win the nfc championship by beating either san francisco or green bay trust me my brother you will be there it's it's but but it's not just being at a point where your team is where your team is good it's no, getting no. to a point where your team is look, think about it this way. Yeah. Ant, you're 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 a Jet fan. You've been mm-hmm. a Jet fan for forever. The Jets made it to the AFC championship, and I remember this. Like this, I remember this vividly. The Jets are in the AFC championship game, and for a week straight, people are still talking about the other team. Nobody's yeah. talking about your team. Nobody's talking about how you're gonna do it. I've we're going into we're getting ready to go into this week. This this divisional round playoff, people mm-hmm. are still talking about Tampa as if mm-hmm. like we're not the we're not the favorite to win this game. Like this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the st- the, the when when the world is talking mm-hmm. about how great you are. When the world is the world is talking about how great Lamar Jackson is, how great the San Francisco 49ers yeah. are, how great those teams are. They're supposed to win. As long as those teams as they're supposed to win. So mm-hmm. I've never been there. even Green even Green Bay is mentioned higher than y'all guys. I know this too. Exactly. I'll reason. point this out in uh, in 2010, my Bears and Ants Jets were both in that eight championship games. It was the last gasp of that um, amazing defense with Erlacher and Briggs and everybody who they had and Peanut Tillman. They lost to Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers' one Super Bowl. They lost to the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game, and it's been all downhill since. And that's why we kept Cutler because he got us there. And they thought that he was going to be this, you know, quarterback savior for the franchise because we had the great defense and we finally had a QB who could sling the ball. Since then, it was all downhill. But they expected oh, the Bears yeah. to be in that game and actually win. They didn't expect Rodgers to win yet because he hadn't shown them anything yet. He hadn't shown Rogers them anything Rodgers would have never had a Super Bowl ring if the Jets would have made it there. I agree. I guarantee that shit. But go ahead, Malik. So I know what the expectation is because what's funny is whenever the Bears actually get good, they expect them to win. It's just that when they're trash, people know that they trash. And that, Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. I think that it's just I'm 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 kind of I'm living on a bit of a high. I'm you know I'm enjoying what this team is going through. I'm enjoying what they're doing, but I'm enjoying it even more because of the fact that everybody said that it wasn't supposed to happen. Like we're 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 that team that's always one year away. We're always right. you know we'll we'll do better next year. We're always that team, and so now that we're the team that everybody does, that's like no no no, we're damn good. And we can yeah, be everybody starting noticing field at any, and people are starting to notice it now, but they're still not, you know, giving us a great now next year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless of what yeah, happens every... this year, next year <laughs> the expectation is the expectation is be better. You now you've yep. got a first first a first place schedule. You're gonna be playing the best of the best. You gotta be we're expecting you back here next year. This oh, is yeah, when it's yeah, like, guys, yeah, guys gonna yeah. be playing the Bills when you guys play the AFCs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be playing the Bills. Look, it's like the difference between being it's, it's the difference between being a Knicks fan and a Bulls fan in the nineties. The Knicks, the Knicks just wanted to be just just like we just we got that one right. <laughs> like we just wanted. <laughs> one. If you're a Bulls fan, when, yeah. if you're a Bulls fan, you woke up every you woke up the beginning of every season expecting to win. If you didn't, yeah. if you didn't win, it was like wait, what's going on? You know, that's the one thing I could say as far as being jealous, as far as being um. We're saying sports jealous, whatever. I always wanted mm. to be in that that little category, being a Bills, not not Bills, on Bulls and, or a Patriots fan or whatever. You just wake up, you know. There's Patriots fans that never saw a losing season in their life until the until after Brady until, left. Yeah. They, they was just born into it. 
Yeah. Usually, like just championships, you know, all over the place. One of the diapers is getting changed. Yeah, yeah. Patriots is winning. Patriots is winning Super Bowls. I was getting my diapers changed. Everything's going through perfect. Six titles, I wish I was yeah. living life like that. You know, they, they don't care when they, they're like, ah, we'll lose a regular season game. Ah, whatever. I work with a lot of those we're, we're people now. Yeah. I wish, I, wish, I wish I could have had that type of like, shoot, being around Jets fans or whatever, you feel depressed. Like, you lose one game in the middle of the season. All of a sudden, oh, the world's over. Fire everybody. It's starting uh, again. Here we go again. again. Here we go. Yeah, here we go again. We downhill. When, yeah. when you're a Patriots fan, when you're, when you're a Bulls fan back in the 90s, you just wake up like, oh, we just lost that game. Yeah, whatever. We got that. That ring, that, that, that ring, that championship is ours. We got that already. We're already penciled in for the, for the, for the parade or whatever. And I speak, want that feeling. Speaking of teams that expected the game to be more competitive and to win, what did you think about what happened to the Eagles going down to Tampa? Oh, I said that was going to happen. You I did. I said on this show. And you I did. That yeah. shit. We both picked Tampa. It's real funny. I was I was kind of weird that when I saw that on TV that almost everybody was picking you know Tampa as well. I was like, oh snap, they finally waking up on that stuff. Everybody, but the thing is that we realized that we kept on saying it on this show, whatever, for a couple of weeks or whatever. The Philadelphia Eagles is not the Philadelphia Eagles of the just like we were talking about earlier. It was not the, the same championship team, and it was not the, even the same team from the beginning of the season. Little by little, they were just they was just going down. That that push push and everything is over now, especially with what's the name. Um, what's the name of retiring his center? Kelsey. He, Kelsey. There's yeah. no guarantee that he's gonna do that. Um, I think that was in the heat of the moment, and because they leaked it and Adam Schefter leaked it, I think he may come back and play one more year just out of spite. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna Plays do it on like my much. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna make my announcement when I want to make my announcement and come back and play one more year. He can do it physically, and they'll let him. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure they would. You wanna put your I don't know if you want to put your Put your body through that again, you know. Um, he because he was apparently he was close to retiring last year, you know, after yeah. the after the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl yeah, last year. So, you know, um, you know, you give it one more shot. You didn't come, you came up short. You know, maybe it is time to call it. And he's got a bunch of opportunities outside of you know. Oh yeah, outside of it. What I will he's say, the most famous offensive lineman in a positive way, like which rarely yeah. happens. Um, but yeah, just to answer your question, he's I. I that's the reason why I pick. I picked. We both, Anthony and I, both picked Tampa in that game, yeah. and I picked them primarily because of how poorly they had played. Not just like those previous weeks, but that last week against the Giants, mm-hmm. against that Giants, that Giants blitz, that Giants pass rush. They looked dead, and they looked they looked like they just didn't have an answer for that at all. Yep. And I said, well, the Giants blitz. Like about four, the fourth or fifth highest rate with Martindale's defense, the Bucks blitz more than them. Right? Yeah. So it's just like they can't they can't handle the Giants blitz, and they can't win a game that they absolutely had to win in order in order to, you know, they had to win that game to have any chance of winning the division. Yeah. They couldn't win that game. They're not going to Tampa and beating the Bucks. I don't care, you know. That I was just like, it's just not going to happen. And they did everything that you could possibly do to lose that game. They didn't run the football effectively. They put Jalen Hurts in, you know, pass in, you know, pass happy, pass necessary situations. They didn't block. They didn't block well against the blitz, and they couldn't defend Baker Mayfield pushing the ball down the field because that's what he does, right? He's going to test you down the field. That's what he does. It's that's his game. Yeah, they couldn't defend that. So um, wasn't surprised at all. 
And I don't know if you guys saw it on the Manning cast or whatever, Ray Lewis was on there, and he was basically calling it out, too. He was like, the last couple of weeks, they wasn't playing as a team, especially on defense. Quite, yeah. He was like, look at look at what's happening. Everybody's trying to be individuals or whatever. It, he called it on that touchdown that they made. It was only one dude alone. Nobody was helping him, whatever. But the receiver got past some touchdown. Like, it was nothing. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I really enjoyed the Manning cast in the playoffs. Like, that was really – them having Ray Lewis on was perfect because he was able to call all the defensive calls, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Genuinely good. Dude, I enjoyed it's crazy. that. Crazy, quite. They, they they don't even have players like him out there no more. As far as quite the um the mentality c- capacity, they might be out there, but you don't really notice notice it like you notice it with Ray Lewis that he can call he can he can tell exactly what the offense is doing, what to do do to stop that. Well, they're students of the game, you know. Yeah, they 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 learn the game. I mean, you know, I would love to see Ed Reed, you know, you know, he, oh, how, yeah. how how cerebral he he is. And was as a uh, as a player. Shoot, um, I was happy to have him on my Jets just on his reti- retirement years, close to retirement years. <laughs> I want my school to hire him as their new head coach. I don't know if y'all saw. They stole Alabama stole our head coach as a um, co defensive coordinator, which is just shameful. We can't even keep a dude who's going to be a head coach. He'd rather be the co defensive coordinator at Alabama, not even the DC, just wow. co DC. Yeah. But that's, that's like, Alabama, though, because, you know, that's a, like Alabama a step up. You know? I got you, but he was going to – you know where he was going to be if he didn't take the head coaching job at our school? He was going to be the defense coordinator at Michigan. This is Alabama. Michigan. <laughs> I'm just saying, Michigan. I know, now he's at Alabama, so he'll get a better head coaching job when they want to hire him. And he won a bowl game with us, so they'll see that he does it. But, yeah, Ed Reed can come be our head coach. Ed Reed, Dino Babers, the guy who took over at – um. Mississippi State, who came in with the four wheeler, I would enjoy that. That would be fun. See him take a four. Have Matt Patricia Buffalo come in as your head coach? Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! <laughs> but we're gonna focus back on the NFL. Hell. But that's just college football stuff that I was thinking about. What was more surprising? How the Cowboys how lost or how Houston won? Cowboys. Cowboys is the only team that had the home game that they lost. And, and the funny messed up thing about it is that they was the only team that was undefeated throughout the whole season. Houston, yeah. I kind of expected them to maybe pull it out because you know there was there's a fighting scrappy team. Mm. I didn't expect them to get that you know get that win, but mm. I, I saw it possible. But the Cowboys, I didn't see them losing this week. I thought it, I thought all the fun would happen next week after the Cowboys had the little high going into this week. Like yeah, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. You know they want to get crash and burn next week. Houston won by more than what Green Bay won by. I'm just saying, like, Houston beat them boys by 30. 30. So, put on a whip show. Whipping. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Houston. I'm going to say Houston. Um, oh, you expected that Cowboys beat them? N- no, not that I expected it, because I did pick. We, I think we all we all picked the Cowboys, you know, when we, when we, we did. We did. That was our triple lock. I, yeah, I, I did. It's not that I expected the Cowboys to lose. Mm, I knew it was going to lose sooner or later, but that But I could... The way they lost, I could see that coming in terms of, you know, this is a team. Dallas has to turn you over. Dallas does not like I because the thing about the Dallas, I watched I watched my team play Dallas two weeks prior. And I watched that team and I said they can be beat at home. They are not this juggernaut 40 points per game juggernaut that like if my defense, my team went in there and held them to 22 points or 21 points, however many points they they only only scored like 20 points against us, then they can be beat and they're going to be tight as hell coming into that. 
Green Bay ain't got no business being even being in this game. So the fact that like Dallas has all the pressure on them, all Green Bay had to do, that was to me the smartest thing that the smartest thing that Matt LaFleur did was they got the, they won the kicker, they won the coin toss. He took the ball. He took the ball. They went right down the field and scored. Seven nothing. Balls in your court. Dak, what you gonna do? Pressure. Mm. And they just kept mounting more and more and more pressure on them until eventually they started making small mistakes. And those small mistakes lead to, you know, lead to that. The thing about um, Houston and Cleveland is like rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. I I can't name you. Besides from C.J. Stroud, <laughs> Laramie Tunsil, and like Nico Collins. I can't name you the rest of the rest of the guys on this team. I really couldn't if I wanted to. It's Demico real funny. Ryan, You're right. Demico... I picked some of them on fantasy just for just for the hell of it, just for the week, and I was like, "Oh, they're like, doing well," and I didn't yeah, know who they are. Tank got hurt. Dalton Schultz, so. Schultz from um, Schultz from um, the doubt he was on Dallas, yes. and now he's on the Houston. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Robert Woods, like, and I don't think he played. So I'm surprised <laughs> by that because like the whole played. year. The whole year, Cleveland had the best defense in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The whole year, it was Miles Garrett is an absolute nightmare and is going to wreck shop the whole year. And that's where my money was at. Yeah, I think we all all picked Cleveland too, right? No, No, wait, I I take that back. I took Houston. You taught Cleveland. I I took Houston as well, but I took Houston because they were getting points. I took Houston yeah, because they, I took I took the points. I didn't I believe in Joe Burrow, moves, but I took the points. Yeah, that's I right. Believe, yeah, I believe it was not Joe Burrow, it was Joe Flacco. Ah, same don't, difference. Don't, 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 no, 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 no. Joe Flacco is different. He he, but the paint came off, or the, the brown came <laughs> that's off. That's true. Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl champion. Year. No, no, Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco retired a long time ago. This is the new just Joe Flacco uh-huh. last week. <laughs> wow. That dude was horrible. He he's back to mailing for a paycheck. But um, yeah, I, I kind of kind of did the same thing that for the league. I picked the reason to pick the Browns because they had the best defense. They had all the vets and everything like that. I was like, all right, they might lose the just like the, the Dallas Cowboys. They might lose the following week, but you know they got it this week against these young bucks. But no, what's name should be the coach of the coach of the year? D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Yes, he should definitely be, get coach of the year. All right. As much as I want Dan Campbell to get it, I wouldn't be upset if if D'Amico got it. Mm. I agree. I got to be honest. I feel like D'Amico did more with less. He took a three-win team and turned them into a playoff team in the divisional round. Campbell built it up. It took Campbell three years to get here. So more respect because he he was dealing with way less when he got there. But either one is not a bad choice. If Campbell wins it, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? Like it's a, um, what's, what do they, what do they call it when they give like the old people their lifetime achievement? achievement? It's not for this year. It's for three straight seasons. This is what you did. Oh, I wanted to know what y'all guys did. I think Casey woke up last week all of a sudden because they, you know, before they know um, receivers was doing nothing, but all of a sudden, you know, they started going off. Before that game, I realized I was I wanted Miami to win because I just wanted Kansas City out. But realistically, um, every linebacker that was starting for them in the beginning of the season was hurt for Miami. So when I looked at their defense and I was like, well, actually before the game, I took Kansas mm-hmm. City and I took the under because one, it was negative 15 <laughs> with the wind chill. So I knew it wasn't going to be over like they had that over under at like 44. 
I pitched it down to 39 and got like plus 150. So shout out to everybody who followed me on uh, Twitter when I was posting that. But I knew they would not be able to cover Kelsey. Like every good linebacker they had was out. They had Melvin Ingram out there. Like it was Jason Pierre-Paul got cut. Like they were bringing dudes in off the street who are on practice squads like Duke. I think most of their, the only healthy linebacker they had was Duke um, Shelley, like it, Duke Riley. It it was not going to go well. Like their secondary was all healthy, but their front seven was just was just done. They couldn't get no rush. Siler was playing the best at DT, so Kansas City was going to move that ball. I just wonder I, if I anybody. Oops, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to no, say no. I, I won't say mm-hmm. that. I won't say that I think that they woke up. I will say that I hope that Rasheed Rice woke up. I hope, yeah, I hope so too. Rasheed Rice stepped is, is woke up and like. He is the outlet that Patrick Mahomes needs because I really do want yeah. this to be a really good game with him and uh, with them and then Buffalo. You, you know why it will be? Kansas City's defense is so much better this year than every other time they ever played Buffalo. So their defense is gonna is what's gonna carry them in Buffalo. It's not gonna be the offense. You're not gonna see that 13 seconds. If he has to do that again, it's over. It's it's over. There's no tie in the game with 13 seconds left. If they're not up, they're not tying that ball game because. They can cover one guy, but Kadaris Tony's either going to have to have the game of his life to matter. Um, but yeah, they got one receiver, and it's Rasheed Rice, who is a rookie, who is a rookie, which is wild to me. Yeah, I All forgot I to add to the end is that, as far as for the Dolphins is concerned, they had the worst matchup in the world. If if and it, I wonder who in the locker room was kicking themselves when they lost to the Bills the week before and lost that home field advantage that they could have had. And had Casey go down there instead of going to that blizzard. That was yeah. Well, yeah, they they would have hosted. Um, I think they would have hosted Cleveland or something like that. Like if they would have, they would have hosted they Buffalo. Would have been the three, they would have been the two seed. Yeah, right, Buffalo would have been, been the seven. But either way, just have yeah. them come into Miami instead of going to the snow. And you know yeah. that team is definitely not meant for the snow. All those running, running um wide receivers flying around all over the place. You can't do that in the snow. No, no, they weren't ready. And they need what's his name needs to be able to extend plays with his legs, uh, Tua. But Tua proved that he's a good quarterback. It's just now it's going to be interesting. Like, do they pick up that fifth year option and let him play that out, or do they give him a new contract now? Bills Pitt Steelers was not surprising at all. I just thought that the Steelers would score enough to keep it close. Also, it's crazy that these Bills fans keep throwing it, throwing the snowballs on the field, and don't nothing happen. That's they do that every year. Yeah, but it's the playoffs. They do that every year. You shouldn't be able to get away even with it. Even the playoffs. I, even the playoffs, I've seen the Bills do that. I've seen them do that last year. I've seen them do that before. They just throw the snow around. It's just, it's just like fireworks, you know, with the Bills. You know, that's part of their stadium. Stadium? <laughs> it's, 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 it's just part of it. You know, also- just, like you go, just, like you go to, just like you go to Tampa Bay and the cannons go off. You go over there, the snow goes off. <laughs> Did either of y'all see that video of that Steelers fan who was walking through with his, I think it was his son and his wife in like full snowsuits. And they were, he was, the dad was essentially clearing out the snow of the, uh, of the row of seats with just basically his legs just trudging through because they hadn't even like shoveled the section. Wow. And they paid hundreds <laughs> of dollars, a ticket to be there. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, would I pay 300 bucks to go to a road playoff game where I have nope. to clear out snow from the seats? Would I pay that money to go see the Bears play the Packers in, you know, because the NFC doesn't in have so many cold weather stadiums? 
And yeah, just sit there in the snow or at, you know, or where the Giants play. And I'm just sitting there in snow because they didn't hire nobody to clear out these seats. That was just insane to me. I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way I'm dropping $300 to go sit in snow three hours. Give me some money back. What do you you got to say? Give me some money. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I was going to say what what Amp talking about the tradition of, you know, a buffalo in the snow is, is, you know, this, this conversation, this talk about them uh having a a dome for their new state so you know they, they oh just yeah got yeah the, i heard of that they don't want a dome yeah they just got the yeah they don't want well, it's got the approval yeah well they just got the approval for the new stadium mm-hmm. you know oh no they and got that I like yeah a couple months ago I yeah, yeah I, I don't i don't think they have a i don't think the city has a has a say in whether or not they get a dome right? it's not in buffalo it's going to be still be in orchard park it's still out there so the county is paying yeah, but they're not going to yeah, the county's paid for it, but they they showed us they showed the design. It's not going to have a dome on it. It's still going to be open. Yeah, but the, that's because the team wants it. Open. Be, okay, mm-hmm. you understand? Like he was getting everything he wanted. The governor, like, listen, this is talking like, and it don't want me to talk about politics, but low key, it's, it's just about money. She wants to get reelected. She need them votes out there. She was like, you need how much? Got you. Gave him eight hundred million dollars somewhere around there, and they're building their stadium. And if you're getting a free, yeah, put a million, budget in for people to shovel some snow, then. Yeah, <laughs> if you get eight hundred million dollars and you can't afford a roof, like I don't know how much that roof costs, but we need to figure something out. There's got to be, there's got to be somehow you can do that. I don't know. It doesn't make you want to have that advantage and stuff, but still. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, and that and that's my thought is like you know they if, the fact that they've been like they've been a, a dome they they have never been a dome team. You know, do you really want to give up that? that advantage that you've had for all these years. It's 13 degrees in Detroit. Would it be better if Detroit played outside? I don't think it would matter. Well, if the team is used to it. I don't think it would matter to the team. I think this team is, I think this, this specific team, I think is built to play in, in any, in any weather, in any, in any situation. Maybe it might mean a difference for this, for our quarterback. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff has not, has not been, been a, been a, the same quarterback in, um, yeah, you know, in in bad weather as he's been in like the the domes and, and good weather stadiums. So, all right. Yeah, well, the rest of the lines is, is built to play in Antarctica, for all I know. <laughs> yeah, like they like I said, that they're a running team. They're a running team. They they, That's they true. through the trenches. So, the rest of them I wouldn't be surprised about. But the passing game, yeah, probably a problem. All right. We're gonna get into the divisional round, which I think is the best weekend in football. Because we have NBA games, we got college basketball, we have women's college basketball, we have the NFL in the middle of their playoffs, and we're at the halfway point with all of this. So it's just the most wonderful time of the year. The holidays are over. You're able to sit home, eat and drink on the weekends because it's all Saturday, Sunday. Although I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed the 2-2-2, the Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I enjoyed that. Having two games on Monday... I like, but I didn't like having right. to wait until four thirty to watch a game on Sunday. I was like, "There's no football on. It's one o'clock. What's going on?" It, it, Not it everybody's all weird. Hmm? It definitely was weird to have. But, yeah, it definitely was weird to have to wait until four o'clock for a Sunday game. Wasn't the NBA games on earlier, like at noon or stuff like that? They were on all day. There were eleven games on MLK Day. That's been a focus of theirs. I didn't realize that the NBA made that a, a playing holiday for them. I know the Knicks yeah. always play like at twelve. I think. They do. Yeah. They do. The Knicks had a noon game. The Bulls played like 
more than half the league played. 22 teams played. Um, speaking of that, we're going to go into the biggest favorite. There's two big favorites this weekend. It's clearly San Francisco hosting Green Bay. And I'm going to let you go first. Green Bay is underdogs by about, I want to say, was it 10 points? They're 10-point dogs? Nobody really expects them to win? Yeah, it's uh, nine, nine and a half right now. Oh, nine and a half. Okay. Yes, nine and a half nine point and underdogs. Right That's fair. They're nine and a half point underdogs. And uh, what do you got to say? Ed? What do you think? Well, in my opinion, all these games, there's no such thing as favorites right now. You can throw that out the window from here on in. All any of these teams can actually win. You can't, you can't just you can't just um just pick say yeah this team and that team whatever and that's really it. As far as this concerned, the 49ers had their chance to rest. They had their chance to look at things and look things back. They had their little buy or whatever. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna take that 49ers. I'm gonna take the under on this one. It could flip back fourth for either way, but smart money is just to bet on the 49ers and call it for the experience or whatever. Brock Purdy's been out there just a bit longer than um Jordan Love as far as you know the quarterback is concerned. And that team is definitely built to plug in whoever just to keep on going. I, I give the edge to them. I give the edge what's the name? They 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 coach knows Green Bay's coach a little bit. This is like I said, like I was saying earlier, is really is technically it's really hard to actually pick. You might say yes, it's easy to pick whatever whatever team, but there's no such thing as favorites, even in, in, no matter what game you pick on this one. But for me, 49ers and under. All right. The over under is 50 and a half. I'm gonna go next. Uh I I kind of want to lean on Green Bay because of the points and because of how they were able to jump on the Eagle of the Eagles because of how they were j- able to jump on the Cowboys so early. Like I expect San Francisco to be much, much better than that and way more prepared. And Green Bay's defense is just playing amazing right now. So they got into the playoffs with a win over the Bears. They got past uh, Dallas in Dallas. They're going into another good weather situation. Jordan Love is dropping dimes. Aaron Jones is playing amazing. Um, it seems like all of these receivers that Rodgers complained about are able to get it done in the second year, and some of the rookies are playing really well as well. I only know Dobbs. I got to be honest. I don't even know the other dude who went off in that game. Uh, Luke Musgrave, their tight end, is playing well. And Tracy Walker, their pass rusher, you know, he's getting pressure, but San Francisco has essentially had two bye weeks because most of their players didn't play at the last game of the season, which is why the Rams beat them. And then they got a bye week again. So there's no reason why San Francisco will lose. Um, if you tell me this is going to hit the over of fi- over 50 and a half, I'll believe you. San Francisco could easily win this game, you know, 32 to 28 or 42 to 28. But I expect Green Bay to score some points. But I think Green Bay might cover. I think they'll lose by a touchdown. I believe their defense is going to keep them in it, but San Francisco is going to win this one. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Ace. Um, uh, Green Bay is, you know, Green Bay is clearly clearly the team that they're one of the, one of these few teams that are they're playing with nothing to lose, right? It's house money for them. Um, they're not. Um, they're not worried about anything. They're going into a situation where there's familiar and there's familiarity, right? Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan are very familiar with one another. They worked together in Washington in two, from 2010 to 2013 when they were both on the, on the you know, uh, what was the Redskins staff um, at the time <clears throat> um, before 
uh, Lafleur uh, went to Notre Dame, um, and then has bounced around until he got to Green Bay. So you know, familiar with one another, I'm sure that you know they Matt Lafleur. One of the things that he showed, you know, the ability to do, um, which is not something that we didn't know that he could do before, was he could devise up a, a offensive scheme to combat what you do defensively, and you know, suffice it to say, as good as San Francisco has been this year, they haven't been scary defensively. They haven't been one of those scary defensive teams. I think you can score on, you know, think you're pretty sure you can score on them. Feel pretty good about that. Feel pretty good that they can score on you because Green Bay's defense isn't very good. Um, I could absolutely see a 10, 10, 12, 14 point victory here. Wouldn't ship wouldn't surprise me um for a two score, a two score win. But um, because of the number, I'm going to stay there. I think to me, the best bet for here is the over. Um, I think the best bet on this is definitely the over. I would take that. I would lay lay money on that um, pretty handily. I think this one easily gets to like, to your point, Ace, 31, 26, something like that. Could see, easily see this this going well over the 50 point. Um, the 50, 50, was it 51 and a half? 50 and a half? Yeah, 50 and a half. Spread. Highest, I've, yeah. highest I've seen in the playoffs in a minute. Yeah, I'm expect I'm expecting it to get over that number. So yeah, I would take uh take Green Bay uh and that definitely lay the points on the over. And we're gonna get into your uh favorite matchup of the weekend, the Nick Wright Bowl. Kansas City going to Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by two and a half points. The over under is forty five and a half. Same terrible weather from last week, same terrible weather this week. Who you taking? Oh, the Nick Wright ball. I can't wait to see that dude just be so pissed off the following Monday or whatever like that. It's gonna be awesome. And I actually think it's gonna happen this week. Um, this is the third, this is the third matchup, whatever. It feels like a, a quite a like a um boxes match or whatever. This is like round three or whatever, like Foreman versus um, you know, put you know, one of those big old big type of matchups, or whatever. That, Ali Frazier boxing. Ali Frazier type, yeah, Ali Frazier type of thing. These are the big, big two, whatever. You had Cincinnati most of the time last year, but they're out of it. But yeah, these two right here, this is definitely the battle. One of these two definitely gonna be quite quite um this is this is definitely the game of the week, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Bills in this one, and I'm taking the Bills in the over. They're actually gonna put they're gonna actually pull it off this week. I still don't trust Casey, even though they look like they came alive last week. I don't trust the Bills either, you know, their running game, whatever, because they go back and forth. But I think mm-hmm. just because this is the first time the Bills is gonna be at home. And this is actually the first game ever in Patrick Mahomes' career for the playoffs that he actually has to play away from K- KC. Mm-hmm. So this might actually this might actually be a factor. He doesn't have the home fans, the home no home field advantage. He might still have the home ref advantage, but I'm gonna go with the um Bills and take take uh, and take the um over in this one. Cross my fingers, roll a dice on this one. You saw that stat of the ref, right? That he's eight and two in games that that guy was the head official at <laughs> hockey league. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw on Twitter because I, I follow Nick Wright. He pointed out that's his league average with all referees. And I was like, that's a good point. But I will say this. I don't expect the refs to be involved in this. Yeah, um, okay. Kansas City is going to need Isaiah Pacheco to be able to run that ball because if there's no threat of the run, then they're not going to be able to pass. Kelsey is going to have to have the game of his life to win this one. But um, this is getting very Mahomes, Mahomes, Allen is low-key turn it's, it feels like they're in the same division but they're not it's turning into manning versus brady yeah it's turning into manning versus brady from like well, it, yeah, 2005 yeah, yeah. to like 2015 when they were both in when they were 
actually the AFC, the Colts were in the AFC East for a little bit. So they were mm-hmm. division rivals for a little bit, but then he moved over to the North. What were you going to say? Or to the Central? I'm sorry, what were you going to no, say? No, I was going to say it, it absolutely is Manning versus yeah. Brady. and uh, They're the faces Manning. of the league. So Manning, a.k.a. Josh Allen's got to get his ring eventually. So if this ain't his year, I don't know when his year will be. But with all that being said, I'm still going to take Kansas City because I think that missing Matt Milano and seeing their pass rush against the Steelers kind of let me know. I don't know how good that pass rush is because they didn't exactly get to, you know, Mason Rudolph, who didn't play great. If he doesn't throw that pick, I think that team, I think the Steelers cover and they actually could have won. But they're they're a year away from getting the quarterback and being right. Even though what's his name's talking about keeping uh, Pickett, who knows? But I'm taking Kansas City and I'm going to take those points, those two and a half points. And if they lose this game by one point because of a Josh Allen comeback, hopefully I'll cover. But the over is definitely going to hit. That is what I, I feel confident about that. The over is going to happen. Go ahead, Malik. Um, I'll, I'll roll on the other side here. I'll roll with Anthony here. I'll take Buffalo. And the main reason I'm taking Buffalo here is because if, if not now, then when? Right. If not now, if you can't beat them now, if everything is everything is in your favor here. You're at home. Um, you have the hotter team in terms of, you know, you're coming off of what, three or four straight victories. Kansas City has been Kansas City is as vulnerable. Six as they've six ever straight been, wins. Even though, six straight wins. OK. Kansas City is as vulnerable as they've ever been. You know, despite the fact that they've, you know, they've won their last couple of games and they they looked pretty good last week against, albeit against, uh, you know, against a frozen Dolphins team, um, but this is your opportunity. This is your chance to solidify things. There's no Cincinnati sitting around waiting. There's no Joe Burrow sitting there waiting to take to take either to cut either one of you guys off with the legs. You know, you've got. Baltimore, who both of you should feel relatively comfortable with playing against. No, though, no I was going to say there's a Lamar Jackson waiting there. Be, because you, well, it's because you've played him before. You know what I mean? It's not like, like Joe Burrow is the one that has had their number, right? These two have been fa- facing each other, but Joe Burrow's beaten them both, right? But That's there's no true. Joe Burrow That's sitting true. there, right? Lamar Jackson is, Lamar Jackson is, is great. As great as Lamar Jackson is, they've beaten Lamar Jackson before. Right. But they don't have to worry about that until next week. <laughs> right now, they got to worry about each other. And so the reality situation is if you are the Buffalo Bills, your best opportunity to get past Kansas City, to get over that hump and put your put yourselves in the position to win a Super Bowl, to win the AFC, which you haven't done in a long time and win the Super Bowl, which you haven't done for yet. I don't think so. <laughs> um, is now. Is is now is this weekend against this team in your house at Orchard Park, Bills Mafia? Come out there, get a victory for no re- for no reason other than it's your time, mm. and you need to, you need to, you need to take take uh, take ownership of that. So I'm going to take the Bills. I'll give the two and a half points. You know, I think the number the number is not scary to me. I think two and a half is 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 probably is probably the fact that it hasn't moved and moved it all week means the money's probably coming even on both sides. Um, yeah. So yeah, if it was if it was four, if it was five or something like that, then yeah, sure, I, oh. I would be I would be I would be rolling with KC. But at two and a half, I feel pretty good if they can win this by three, four, five points or something like that. So I'll take the Bills in the in the over. Yeah, against the spread all season, the Bills are eight, nine, and one. Would like to point that out. They're also eight and one at home, so they don't lose at home often. 
They do not lose at home often. We are going to go. Bills always lose at, lose at the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> so Bills can't make the Super Bowl because they always lose there. <laughs> Damn. They, Houston at Baltimore. My Baltimore Ravens are finally here. Here we Houston, go with the BS. Houston is getting nine and a half points. Uh, the over-under for this game is 43 and a half. It went down. I'm trying to understand why. It's going to be very cold all over the U.S. Baltimore, Mid-South, but not really. They play outside, home weather advantage. Baltimore fans is going to be going bananas. They expect them to win. They expect them to go to the Super Bowl or bust. And I expect them to beat the hell out of Houston. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a great story. NFL Rookie of the Year, offensive. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson Jr., them trading away their first round pick actually worked out for them because the team that they traded with, they're going to get a better pick because they beat that team because that team is Cleveland. That's right. The team they beat <laughs> is the team they traded their first round pick to so they can move up to get Will Anderson. How amazing is that? Yeah, worked out. Love how things come together. <laughs> Love when a plan comes together. Yep. Baltimore <laughs> is six and three at home, 11 and six against the spread overall. And Houston is five and three uh, on the road against the spread. I am taking Baltimore to cover. I'm taking Baltimore on the over and I'm taking Baltimore to beat the hell out of Houston. Lamar Jackson is not going to have any turnovers. They're going to come out focused. They've rested. Mark Andrews is actually getting back into it and they can run two double tight end sets with him and Isaiah likely because they both can ball. So, you know, they don't have to let Andrews play that much, but OBJ is there. And I feel like this team is destined for a Super Bowl run. So hopefully they don't prove me wrong. Baltimore over. This is my one lock of the week. I'm locking in Baltimore. Go ahead, Ant. Oh, we doing locks? I didn't know that. But We're going to do one this week. Oh, wow. Now you're saying it after we picked all the games. Well, pick two. If you want to go back and retroactively lock in the Bills, you can. Or in the Niners. Yeah, I'll think about it. But anyway, um, as far as this is concerned, I'm definitely I'm with you, Ace. I'm gonna pick your fake team, the Ravens. I'm gonna take them, and I'm taking them in the under in this one. <laughs> they still gonna the reason I think they're gonna win this is because Baltimore they playing in Baltimore. Baltimore's gonna be colder. Texas te- living in Texas, I noticed that Texas type of cold is 60 degrees. It's only once in the blue moon it actually gets like to around 20. We had 20 degrees already on a Monday, and I didn't want to step outside. Wow. That's how much I. That's how much I used to. I got used to this cold, this, this warm weather. Down you here. still own a coat? No, I, I own a coat, but I never put it on. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I I spend Christmas time in the shorts and stuff like that. That's how good it, good of a weather it is in here. And if I feel like that and I got accustomed to that, just think about how those players got accustomed to that. So I'm going to go with the Ravens because it's going to be cold weather, and I'm taking the under in this one. All right, Malik. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to not not taking, taking taking the the Packers because it's a nine and a half point with a nine and a half point spread, and not taking the Texans with a nine and a half point spread after what CJ Stroud and the team did. And CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud played in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He, he played in some he played in some 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 weather conditions, you know, over there too. So, but them as a team, if he's. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's accustomed to it. it's football. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. The thing that I would say that I'm I'm really leaning on here in terms of uh, Baltimore is their their ability to run the football 
um, which Cleveland was not able to do very well, very effectively against 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 Houston um, and their ability and their pass rush. They're going to put a ton of pressure on CJ Stroud and they're going to make him um, have to beat, a, you know, heavy, heavy blitz pressure. Now, can he do it? Absolutely. He's obviously shown that his ability to, he's capable of doing it. Can he do it on this stage, on the road against this team, against a, you know, a team that's, you know, been doing this for a long time and has all the experience? Maybe not. Um, I'm going to lean towards the experience here of, of this team. I'm going to lean toward the experience of, um, of this team, of this coach, of this city, and roll with Baltimore. I think that's the main difference between um, Baltimore, I mean, between Houston and Green Bay, is Houston's, Houston is all brand new in terms of the coaching, the quarterback, everything. Matt LaFleur had done this before. So, you know, sure, Jordan Love is new, but Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur has been, been around the block, at least in the playoffs a bit. I think this is all brand new for Houston. I love what they've done. I love the, I love, you know, how they put it together, but I think the end, the, the, I think it ends here. Um, and, and they're able to take, take care of business. Your boy, Roquan Smith's going to the AFC championship ace. Yes, he, he is. Uh, give, me Baltimore, give me Baltimore and under. Go dogs. Yeah. Cause it's sure that you're sure that your Ravens. It's my Ravens, <laughs> sir. How dare you? How yeah, dare okay, you? Whatever. Whatever. Bear down. Mm-hmm. Flock up, baby. You know what it is. <laughs> Come on, Doug. Tampa Bay at Detroit. Malik, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Detroit is favored by six and a half points. The over-under is 48 and a half. Can the Lions get past Baker Mayfield and hope that Green Bay does so they can host the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1991? That's, you know, obviously that's the... That's the hope here. Um, um, I think that the Lions are. I've said that I've said this a bunch of times. The one thing I love about this team is they don't look past anybody. They know what it's like to be looked past. They know what it's like to be disregarded and and looked at as being you know just a, another another you know another W on the schedule. And so, they are not taking this lightly. They're putting in every every bit, even the fact that they've beaten Tampa Bay before, um, doesn't doesn't factor into them. Everything that you're hearing from the team, from the organization, from the coach, is all about how you know how how not just how important this game is, but how much they respect the Buccaneers, how much they respect the the their offense, their defense, what they've you know what they've built, and them and them getting here. Um, so they're going to respect the they're going to respect the Bucks to the point of you know they're not they're not going to be playing with their food here. Um, on paper, Detroit is the better team. Detroit should win this game, uh, and I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with the I'm going to roll with the chalk on this one and say that Detroit wins this game by at least seven. Um, but I think that this game could easily go the other way. I would not bet this game, and I told just as I told you last week, Ace. I didn't want to bet the Rams game. That's why I didn't bet the Rams game because I said even though I believed in my Lions to win the game, is would not be surprised with a backdoor cover here. Um, I I thought that the <laughs> I thought that the Rams were you know I thought that the Rams were a live dog. I think that Tampa Bay is a live dog here. Um, 
I'm going to pick the Lions to win. I think the Lions win this game by at least, again, by at least seven to 10 points, but um, would not be surprised if there's a backdoor cover, especially, you know, towards the end of the game with the Buccaneers trying to mount a comeback and Baker Mayfield, you know, pushing that ball down the field. The Lions' uh, pass defense has been suspect, uh, especially in the back end over the course of the last few weeks, even though, you know, they're they're better at tackling than the Philadelphia Eagles are, so they should be able to stop those long gains that um, that uh, that the Bucs were able to get, and they should be able to get home at least a couple of times against against Baker Mayfield and that uh, and that and that off that, that offensive front. Um, and Buc and the Buccaneers don't run the ball nearly as well as uh, San Francisco and Green Bay uh, do. So I think the Lions win this game by just pressing up there, pressing up on that run game, stopping the run, forcing Baker Mayfield into some into some you know third and long situations and scoring on the other side. Because Tampa Bay's defense, although has been good, has is not as good as you know some of the other defenses that have been um, that have been in this playoff. So I'll go ahead and take Detroit. I like what's the over under on this one? Forty eight and a half. Forty eight and a half. Forty eight and a half. I, I I like the under. I like the under here. I think both teams will play to their. We'll, we'll try. To, I think Detroit will definitely try to play to their strength of running the football, controlling the controlling time of possession, the same way they did with the Rams. They don't want to get into a shootout with this team because, you know, getting into a shootout with a team that has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, that offensive firepower, and a guy like Baker Mayfield who's not who's not afraid to throw, who's not afraid to sling it 45, 50 times, you know, um, that's that's not wise. So control the clock. Play, you know, play some ball control defense, flip the field with your with your kicking game and uh and make it happen. So I'll take Detroit and I'll take the under. All right. And who do you got? Yeah, um, I one thing I do have to do, I have to first apologize to the um Detroit Lions from last week picking the Rams. I was more for experience and stuff like that. I thought they they might pull it through, but quite once I saw that beat that that um that win with the Lions pulling it out, whatever, I had for this week, I had to do my research and go back and re refresh myself and do everything over. And I just came across this little thing here to remind me of why I should have picked the Lions last week. I wanted this job bad because I felt like I knew this community. I played here. All right. Here's what I know. Just as an overall philosophy, you're going to say, well, what's this team going to be? What's it not going to be? Here's what I know. All right. I know that Detroit's made up of great people, some really good people. All right. This community is strong. Um. This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit. So excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city. All right. And the city's been, been down, and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before. Before long, where are they going to be the last one standing? I wanted this. Yeah, just on that alone, I'm picking the Lions. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the over in this one. <laughs> you, know what, you know what, Ed, You know what, Ed, the, 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 I, I want to thank you for, 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 
putting that up and before you go ace i want to thank you Ant, for putting yeah. that up because for 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 a of was a, a, a soundbite a clip to do a complete 180 you know what i mean like the day the day after that clip comes out i'm hyped right because i'm like man this guy's this guy's crazy right this guy feels like he's gonna go on the field and play with us right but <laughs> yeah. the rest of the rest the rest of the, the the rest of the football world the sports sports media world they ripped him apart they just ripped him apart for that to go from being the joke of uh, a hire and, and a joke of a clip to to now literally being one of the most famous coach clips in the history of the nfl it's right up there with the uh, playoffs you know, it's 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 there. It's there. So that's just, you know, indicative of how how far, you know, this team is coming, how far he's coming as a head coach. It's one of the yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll even go further, Malik. It's one of the few positive coach rants that people remember. Because mm -hmm. all the other rants are the coach yelling at the media about something that they're angry about. It's one of the few positive coach rants that people remember, which is a rare thing and a rare ability to be able to do. Because everything else they, is. They, they, we are who they thought they were. That, that's because they lost that game to the Bears that they felt they shouldn't have lost, but they lost anyway. Exactly. But if you think about that speech, that was basically last week right there. Because any other team would have, a lot of the other teams would have folded. Yeah, they're not going to buckle. A lot of other teams would have folded. They're not, they're not buckling. So I'm, I'm just going to go with the Lions on this one. They're quite, and I know, and I know, Coach Todd Bowles very, very well. He, he'll fold. <sighs> oh wow. He'll fold like a lawn chair. Well, I was wondering when you were gonna when you're gonna rip Todd Bowles. <laughs> you need. I wonder how mad you, you are at him for being. Man. He's done a really good job with this team. It. Yo, you know what? Shout out to Todd Bowles. MC Hammer's at the Sacramento Kings game. What is going on? Okay, sorry, I'm a bitch. Yeah, shout out to Todd Bowles. He just moved shout on. Out like to Todd Bowles. Shout out to Todd Bowles. Oh, MC Hammer. And, and a hater. I don't see that man often. So I'm like, why are they showing him at the court side of the Kings game? I'm watching Kings Pacers on uh, League Pass because uh, I got money on this game as usual. Tampa at Detroit. Tampa's lucky this game is in the dome because it was outside. They wouldn't win. Um, Mike Evans, take the over on his individual yards for the game. They're going to shut down Chris Godwin. You can't take away everything. But Aaron Glenn knows how to cover bigger receivers because he's a small cornerback and that's what he had to do his whole career. So he's shown these guys how to cover. C.J. Gardner-Gonson is back, so I have faith in the Lions secondary. He was a big key to that, so because he's there, they're going to win. Every game that Tampa has lost, they've been held under 21 points. So if Malik is correct and this game doesn't go over, Detroit's going to win. Uh, will they cover? I don't know, but Detroit is going to win. Tampa's not going to win this game, but they will cover. I have the Lions winning this game 21, 20 to 13. And that is exactly why I'm going to bet on Tampa to cover, but not to win. Because the Lions screwed me last week when they didn't cover. And they're going to make it to the goddamn <laughs> Super Bowl, but they are not going to cover. Yes, they're not going to cover one game in these playoffs. And Malik is not going to give a shit because he's not going to bet on his own team. And I respect that because I would just keep the team to win. But just let the audience know how much of a how much of a better ace is over here. That everybody was congratulating Malik. Everybody we knew was congratulating Malik. Ace was like, "Fuck that! I, I didn't make my money. They didn't cover. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't cover we though. Didn't, no, no congratulations, nothing. They didn't cover. Fuck that." <laughs> well, that's because I took Green Bay at halftime when they had to win by uh, fourteen, and I was like, "Hell yeah." I was like, oh, yeah, they got this. And th that, that was whatever. I was live betting. 
I was getting into it. Point is, like, Lions didn't make it in what thirteen years, and you like fuck that shit. <laughs> you didn't cover uh, thirty. It's thirteen fucking years. The last time Come the Lions on, made it, all of us 30, were in elementary school. All of yes, us. Thirty years. Look at that's even worse. Thirty years. You could yeah. congratulate. Hey, listen. You still haven't congratulated the man. You're just Malik, like fuck no. that. Lions didn't. Lions didn't cover. Fuck that shit. I gave Malik <laughs> the floor when we opened the show to be happy and to gloat about his team winning and. That, that's 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 what real friends do. That's what real friends do. This is going out to the world. <laughs> Everybody who listens to us in Munich, Dusseldorf, Germany, England. Yo, shout out to everybody in Oregon who's listening. But the point is, Tampa's covering this game. I mean, Tampa's going to cover. They're not going to win. If you bet them to win, you're throwing away money. You want to bet an underdog to win, bet KC or bet Green Bay. Um, well, I'm betting the line coming and, those and, under, and this is going to be my lock. I just had to put that out there. They always say 1-1 one, one seed always loses and for me to be honest, it seems very highly unlikely that Baltimore loses and that San Francisco does because Brock Purdy is still a seventh round pick. And I'm just saying, you know, like if we're betting on who's the better quarterback. I would take him if we're betting on who's the better quarterback. These are two number one picks. Again, this is so rare. Two number one quarterbacks in the first round for Detroit, two number one quarterbacks in this one, Baker and Jared Goff. I thought Jared Goff better put than him. I'll do, I'll do. First overall picks, I should say. I was just gonna say, I yeah. do want to put, I do want to put a prop bet out there that Sam Donald pays the fourth, the fourth quarter of that that um, what's the name game. <laughs> that could go either really good or really bad for if you're if you're a nine. Just a little, just a little twenty dollars, a little twenty dollars out there for Sam Donald come out of out of nowhere in the fourth quarter. But either way, I, I could see, I could see Tampa being close enough to just lose because whenever I, and the Lions beat them earlier in the year, like twenty to six. So yeah, twenty to six. Yeah, these teams know each other, and at least they have that experience to go off of. But that was so much earlier, but. Tampa did also um, Tampa's also one of the teams that like barely beat Carolina. So their offense can go anemic against a good defense. And I think Detroit has that recipe and I think they got better coaches. I have no idea who the Tampa Bay offense coordinator is, but uh, Baker Mayfield's earning himself a new contract and he's going to be a starter in this league for a while. So shout out to him, but I'm taking Tampa to cover Lions to win and I'm taking the under. And do you have any shout outs? Yeah, I do like to um still give a shout out to Baker Mayfield, whatever. Out of the um the quarterbacks that from that draft that you know fell and Coy came back, he's the one who definitely came back, made made himself a um came back raised from raised himself from Cleveland. So um, what's the name? He played for the Panthers. A little stop by, what's the name of the 49ers. and now he's made himself a, quite a home. Hopefully, in Tampa Bay, even though he's going to lose this week. Shout outs to him or whatever. You know he, he quite he may, he's still making a career in the NFL. He's still showing that he, you know he can be still be a capable quarterback. Shout out to him. Shout out to Mike McCarthy. You know for surviving the the, the Grim Reapers axe. Even though ninety nine percent ninety nine point nine percent of Texas wanted him fired and gone, but um he, he survived that. I don't know what I, 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 Skip Bayless might be having a heart attack right now, but whatever on that one. Shout out, shout out to Mike McCarthy for keeping your job. I don't know how you convinced them, old man. Maybe you know, because Jerry Jones is like 99 years old, something like that. Besides, you know, just stay here instead of rebuild the whole thing. Shout out to Bill Belichick, you know, for finally finally quite quite you finally your your dirt is finally off the AFC East. You know, you're 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 finally gone, you know, out the door. You know, go go back to go to the NFC East. You know, I, I heard that you know you got the second interview with the Falcons coming up this Saturday. Hopefully, you get that job. You know, I'll congratulate you then. Go Falcons! You know, get that man. He, he deserved that job. Shout out to Bill Belichick. Shout out to Gerard Mayo. You know, he's a little bit different than Bill Belichick himself. You know, he comes out there very open. You know, talking to the media and stuff like that. Going to be a little bit more chatty. 
hopefully, you know, that's be great. That was a great hire. That was a great move, whatever. I wonder what, what um a lot of people out there talking about, oh, what if it was a white guy that did that move or whatever? Would they get around the, um, what's the name, the Rooney Rule? F that. You know, the, the that was in the league office. They already knew that, you know, that he was quite, that he was uh, you know, ascension to get hired or whatever, to, to get promoted whatever. That's something good there in the Patriots. You know, shout out to them as well. You know, I hate their butts. You know, they, they actually did something progressive, especially in Boston. That's kind of weird. You know, the most racist place in the universe. But anyway, shout out to that. But yeah, like like I said, quite good going, John May. I'm glad that you got that job. But week one or whatever, you know, F you, you know, you're back, you're back to the big old F you, whatever. Hopefully, you, you know, you lose like zero to six, zero, zero wins and never get, you know, never get nothing. Shout out to you. Um, shout out to um Bryce Huff and Clay on the Jets. I gotta put him in, back in there. Willie Johnson needs to pay his behind. This dude, what Clay, he has if you look at his stats, he has very good stats of I think like top five, top ten stats in pass rushing or whatever, and he barely, barely gets on the field, but yet he's putting those stats. I'm very afraid that he might end up leaving the Jets this, this year or whatever. They need to pay his behind because if he goes somewhere else, he's gonna be a da- he's gonna be torturing teams. For years to come, and we're gonna mm. be ashamed for ourselves, like we was ashamed for ourselves for getting rid of John Abraham. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But anyway, shout out to the Knicks too. Yeah, they, they actually they, they won some games, whatever. I'm, I'm still not keeping track of the NBA, but you know I'm still saying shout out to them too. And shout out to you, um, Chris, um, Christoph Porzingis. You know I'm sorry we was trying to get you on, but your flight got canceled or whatever. You know lost a ticket in the mail, something <laughs> like that. Shout out to you. Maybe we you know we might come back in the next week. And we you might we might get you next week and then you get on here. You could be on the fourth the fourth person on the panel, maybe fifth person on the panel, because you know, maybe LeVon Sanders might come in. LeVon might come in and you bump you off. You never know. But anyway, shout out to you. Anyway, that's my shout out of the week. I can't believe I ramble up so much. Oh, shout out to the Lions. They're gonna win this week. They're not gonna cover. Uh, if, you're, if you're fake ravens. <laughs> Don't let people of Baltimore hear you that. You might want to go there and get some crab. Uh, shout out to Baltimore. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Shout out to my favorite quarterback who I wanted the Bears to draft, who everybody said should switch to wide receiver. Shout out to everybody for proving all of them wrong. Not bad for a running back. I uh, hope he wins his second MVP. And I want to see them in the Super Bowl. And I want to see Ravens, Lions, because the color scheme already goes there because it's purple and silver. So maybe they know something we don't know. If you go look at the logo. The logo is already purple and silver, so the script is already written. Mahomes beats Allen again, and then Allen loses to the Ravens in Baltimore because they have the home field advantage. And then all of the Ravens fans, I assume, will just be throwing live Maryland blue crabs at them because uh, since you're allowed to throw things at people on the field, that's what I'm going to give to the Ravens, just Maryland blue crabs. That's (laughs) what you get to throw at the uh, players as they're trying to make catches. Um, Wow. If the I will say this, if the Bills don't win, they're breaking up this team. So good luck to y'all. I know everybody in Buffalo has been through a lot. UB Bulls just lost their head coach. Our basketball team stinks. Uh, we've won I'll three games all year. Sorry to Anquan Bolden for having to see his son play on such a terrible basketball team, but at least he's playing. Uh, I know it's cold up there, but at least you get direct flights from Florida. So, you know, it's not all bad. And shout out to the Detroit Lions why I'm betting to make the Super Bowl on a futures bet. They are plus 330 right now in DraftKings. So to everybody out there who likes those futures bets, they're the number two in the futures to go. Um, I think that's a good bet. And I'll be making that. 
And shout out to Jalen Brunson, who should be a starter and an NBA All-Star. He dropped another 40-point game and willed the Knicks to a win. This is his team. It's no longer about whether or not we have Julius Randle on that team. This is Jalen Brunson's team. So Julius Randle should be happy that he's still a Nick and that he's still living in New York, that he's not traded yet. Maybe they can send him back to LA and he can go play with Braun. You know, he was drafted by them, so it'd be a nice return home. They could use some help, except they need a wing defender and he can't defend. As we've seen detailed in many a YouTube video and highlight clip, he just kind of gives up on defense because he knows where his skill set lies. And shout out to my Chicago Bears, who somehow decided to bring back Matt Eberflus and are interviewing Cliff Kingsbury. For the love of God, hire him. Hire him, hire him, hire him. Hire someone who knows how to use a quarterback that can run and throw, because clearly he does, because he did a very good job with that midget Kyler Murray in Arizona, the losing franchise in the history of the NFL. So don't blame yourself. Arizona Cardinals are a bunch of losers. That's who they are. That's who they were. So come join the Bears. Get some of these dubs. Malik. <laughs> it's surprising that, you know, you're so high on Cliff Kingsbury joining as the I mean, as long as he's not the head coach, right? Because he, he's a great OC and he developed Patrick Mahomes in college. Yeah. And he, and he, and he didn't he work for USC this year? Their senior offensive assistant, yes, analyst. Yeah, yeah. so while still collecting checks from Arizona, which was smart. There's a US, there's a USC quarterback that's uh, you know, gonna be available in the draft, you know. And uh, the last time, the last time he got a job in the NFL, he took the quarterback. I'm focusing on the race. He jettisoned the old guy and brought in a quarterback that he could work with that he felt comfortable with. So, you know, I don't know what this oh, means yeah. for Justin Fields, but we'll see. The old guy was Josh Rosen. Much different. Yeah, Much different. But so. Josh Rosen was just one year into his thing, into his skin. He's like, oh, gone. Yeah. He said, look, if if you want me to take this job, I, I want the quarterback. And uh they they got him the quarterback that he wanted to that he wanted to coach. Um yeah, but that 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 said, yeah, shout shout out to uh my first shout out is gonna be to um Mr. Mr. Mike McCarthy. And and shout it out for keeping his job. Shout shout out to him for this one not being your fault, my friend. This one's not on you, okay? <laughs> I the, say what you want, and this is the reason to me, this is the reason why Jerry Jones kept him. Say what you want about, you know. Uh, Mike McCarthy as a game manager and as a as a clock with his clock management and sometimes his play calls are off. Yeah, he he even he couldn't like there was nothing he could have done here. This was all Dan Quinn and the players on the field, you know, <laughs> laying eggs. Like it, it literally, there were moments in that game where where they where they panned over to Mike McCarthy and it literally looked like he just he was just as shocked as everybody else. <laughs> this happened like. He was like, look, we put ourselves in a situation, you know, to 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 win, um, and it just didn't happen. So, yeah, shout out to him for keeping his job. I didn't. I was one of the few people, you know, that I was listening to folks. One of the few people saying, like, if he did get fired, I wouldn't be surprised, but I didn't necessarily think it was necessary. Um, so, shout out to him for staying on board, and uh, shout out to Jerry Jones and the Cowboys for, you know, not going to get Bill Belichick, not doing the you know, the thing that everybody thought that they would, that they would do and should do, because for some reason, Belichick is, you know, is, 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 you know, God's answer to, to. Greatest head coach ever. That's why he's the GOAT. That, that said, shout out to Arthur Blank and the Atlanta Falcons for doing their due diligence and trying to bring this guy in. 
going from Mike McCarthy, who's won 36 games over the last 12, uh, over the last three seasons, to Bill Belichick is one thing. Going from Arthur Smith to Bill Belichick is an entirely different situation. And you absolutely have to do that if you're the Atlanta Falcons. Look, nobody goes to Atlanta. Nobody goes to the Falcons games. Nobody cares about the Falcons. At the very least, you're going to bring some intrigue and some interest into the building. People are going to want to people are going to want to play for them. People are going to want to watch them and people are going to want to pay attention to them. Um, And it's like bringing Dan Reeves all over again. You know, is the North uh, playing the South again next year? NFC North, NFC South, or is that dead? No, this past season that happened this year. Ah. Um, so yeah, that won't happen next year. So you know, but everybody, anybody, and everybody is going to want to see what you know what's going to happen in Atlanta. If you guys can bring bring Bill Belichick down here to Atlanta, it's gonna it's gonna galvanize the city. It's gonna make people really interested in what's going to happen here, and pretty much assured that Desmond Ritter is going to be gone. That's ho- hopefully that doesn't mean hopefully that doesn't mean Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the quarterback of the Falcons. Hey, but, Jimmy G. But, the but uh, yeah, but yeah, so we'll see. So shout out, shout out to them for for taking the swing. You know, um, Atlanta's not known for doing that, and having having done that this time this time around, appearing to bring him in for the second interview. So we'll see what happens. But sounds like it's really promising there. Um, shout out to. Detroit Lions. You guys, you guys both shout out the Detroit Lions. Oh. I'm shouting out my fans. I'm shouting out the fans. I got one more shout out I want to get in before you finish. Shout out to Cam McCormick from the University of Miami for getting his ninth year of college football in. This man's going to be 26 years old by the time the season starts, meaning he's older than he's he's old, he's old. He's as old right now in college playing college football tight end for the University of Miami as Lamar Jackson. Never graduated. Shout out to Eminem too. Yeah, well, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna get to my shout out for the Lions fans in a second. I wanted I had two more before I get into the Lions fans. Shout out to Puka Nakua. Uh, I did not know how good this kid was. People, I did not know how good this kid was. Like I've watched a couple of games of the Rams this year. I'd seen him play a few times. I've seen some highlights of him. But my God, how difficult it is to tackle that man. I mean, he catches the ball. He's not he's not super fast, but he just catches the ball. He's impossible to tackle, and he is going to be a beast for a very long time. Shout out to him for for his performance. Shout out to Matt Stafford. Um, he didn't make this easy on us. He did not make this easy at all. He came out. He balled out. He did exactly what Stafford what Matt Stafford does. And shout out to all these media people who are now just praising Matt Stafford for everything that he did that, that he's able to do on the field and oh my god he's got he's got this great arm and when I was saying for 12 years when I was saying that this man had the best arm in football okay no but bar none he had the best arm in football I was saying that for 12 years and everybody was like oh you know yeah he's Matt Stafford he plays for the Lions he sucks now everybody's watching and they watched they watched him play play in a playoff game losing a playoff game and they did nothing but praise him for how amazing how amazingly gifted and talented the man is at 35 years old this is him at 35 years old doing things that Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes came in you guys gave Patrick Mahomes credit for he was doing no look passes in Detroit telecast it was like oh look he's pulling the Patrick Mahomes like yeah. no Patrick he's, Mahomes he's is pulling the Stafford exactly he's been doing this for a very long time and and you know now just just now getting his credit but shout but shout out to Matt Stafford for doing for for, for displaying exactly what is displaying in LA Exactly what he happened to him for so many years in Detroit. He played well. The team around him just played just not good enough to win the to win the game, and that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, with it with LA. 
And this is what happened. This is what happened with Detroit for years with Matt Stafford at the helm. Matt Stafford would have great games. The game would go back and forth. The statistics would be great. The, the outcome would be a loss for one reason or another, one play, one call, whatever, whatever it is. They played a hell of a game, you know, respect, much respect to the Rams, respect to Sean McVay and that whole squad. But uh, yeah, that, that was exactly um, what, what I experienced during my 12 years as a, as a Detroit Lions fan while Stafford was here. And last but not least, Detroit Lions fans. Man, there was this thing that was thing that was going around, you know, earlier on in the week that, that I'm glad didn't happen. But there was a thing going on, and you guys might not have heard it, where uh, Detroit Lions fans were saying they where the Detroit Lions were not going to let you in the building if you were wearing a Stafford jersey, um, where they were not going to allow Stafford jerseys in the building at all. Um, they didn't. They didn't. Even if they were that. Lions jerseys. Yeah, Stafford Lions jerseys. They were wow. not going to allow you to wear a Stafford Lions jersey in the in the in the field. It didn't wind up happening. It wound up being a lot of you know just just a bunch of BS. Because number nine right now is James is Jamison Williams anyway on the team. So you know you could just wear Jamison Williams jersey and call it a day. But um, they didn't do that. But the what I heard and I heard and what I heard this morning, you know, it was it was loud. It was crazy. It was a fantastic in that stadium. I heard uh, Baker Mayfield was in an interview earlier today or yesterday, and he was talking. He said that he spoke to some of his friends from the Saint, from the from the L.A. Rams because he played on the Rams last year, and he spoke to them about the crowd noise, and they said it was the loudest they had ever heard in their lives. They'd never heard anything as loud as crazy in their lives. The decibel levels, and I had to look this up. The decibel levels in this game. Um, it was reported that that's the highest decibel level they got to was 136.6. Wow. That is the equivalent. That is the equivalent of a jet and of standing next to a jet engine as a plane is taking off. Like that's the equivalent of that. That's what it sounded like on the field for the LA Rams. Mm. Do it again. Let's break the record. The record, the record is 142.2 in Kansas city in Arrowhead stadium. I think we can break it. It's a dome. We should be able to, we should be able to rock this thing. The best experience I ever had, and it was my last thing before I say, the best experience I ever had was was a Jets-Bills game. It was a home game for the Jets. And I'll never forget this. And you were standing right next to me when this yeah. happened. <laughs> J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You know, the, the, it was a close game. They were doing the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And Anthony and I could both feel it. The stadium was shaking. Yeah, the stadium, the stadium shaking, was yeah. literally shaking under our feet. Old stadium or new stadium? Old stadium. Old stadium. It's the old stadium. Uh, it was settled. It's it, 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 the greatest feeling in the world, though. It was amazing. I'd never felt anything like that. I almost became a Jet fan just because of that. Okay. <laughs> like, 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 like Lions fans, let's do it again. Let's make it loud. Let's make it crazy. And if we can make it to Vegas, I, I'll, I'll do my best to try to get there to be with you. Go hey. Lions. Malik, if I find that clip again, I'll send it to you. But I, I didn't feel like – I thought you might have saw it or whatever. Because it was like the fourth quarter or whatever. And they, they, they played Lose Yourself. And the speakers, and the, what's the name on the um, Detroit speakers, whatever, and the whole crowd, everybody was singing word for word of an Eminem song. I, I, I could have sworn that the, the Rams was over there shaking in their boots in the fourth quarter. It was like one of those timeout type of things. And it just kept on going. You saw, you saw the, the same as just rocking it. Everybody was rocking that Eminem song. And I was like, damn. I was like, I know Malik wish he was there. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have loved to have been there. I would have loved to have been there. Normally, me and my father record a Tuesday recap show because of the uh, King holiday 
uh, we weren't able to do that. And I wasn't feeling a little bit under the weather. If you heard it in my voice today, you know, thank y'all for bearing with us. But um, I just wanted to play my dad's picks real quick. And then we're going to say peace out. Hey, folks, G-Dad back again with his picks, trying to win you some money in the new year. We're coming up on the playoffs. We're in the quarterfinals, getting ready to go. Here's our picks. Baltimore and Houston. I say take the Texans with the nine and a half points. Take the under. There's no way there's going to be 43 points scored in this game. Green Bay and the 49ers. Take the 49ers. Green Bay has been emotionally spent. They had their best game of the year uh, last week. The 49ers have been waiting on them. The 49ers got three of the best players going. They got a great tight end in Kittle. They got um, McCaffrey at running back. And they got my man at, at receiver and, and running back. It's going to be under 50 points. Take San Francisco and give the points. Next game, Detroit. Detroit and the Bucks. The Bucks are done. Um, the Philly laid down. That's why they won that game. Take Detroit. Take Detroit with the points. It's going to be under 48 also. Take the under. Final game, Casey and Buffalo. Even if it's freezing again, they have cold weather in Kansas City, so they know what cold is. Take KC. Buffalo's been sporadic all week, all year. They go up and down. Take KC. Take the three points. And it's going to be over 45 and a half, even in the cold weather. There's your G-Dad picks for the Uptown Parlay. Give them to you early this time. Want to make sure you win some money. We are out. Peace. Peace. G-Dad. Peace.